I guess we're just going to continue on from uh, our last episode's discussion. A little bit more Godzilla, a little bit more anime, and anything that we might have full-heartedly left out, things we might run over again, you you never know. It's pretty freeform here on the couch. So, um, more talks of Godzilla and anime and look a little bit more closer at a lot more of those things. So please stick around and stay with us here on Couch and Coffee Table. This is Couch and Coffee Table. I'm Michael Perry. I'm Heather Perry. And for this episode, we're just going to go ahead and continue our discussions from the last episode concerning all things that are Japanese imports that have made their way over to America and the love that a lot of people have for them here in this country. Well, primarily a science fiction fantasy format because we're, we're still not talking about the magical girls or uh, this is true. A few other large yeah. for large format shows. Like yeah, definitely that, that would actually involving small containers that one puts things into that then fight later on (laughs) (laughs) okay we we won't talk about that yeah largely because i don't know much about it (laughs) i I, i've not really been a a pokemon fan um so and i i don't that there was a movie at some point oh yeah it was two or three movies okay yeah there's two or three movies of pokemon blind ignorance um, so it, it definitely fits the theme, but it's just, I don't have any knowledge of it. So, I yeah, uh, I, I have bare bones and just as mm-hmm. kind of an honorable mention, I, I would be quick to sit there and say, I have no clue of the difference between Pokemon and Digimon. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of them has a character with a unicorn horn on it. I think that's Digimon. Uh, possibly. Yes. I, I have an interesting memory about working at. A movie theater and I had promised a friend of mine who very much loved animation and everything and in particular was into Pokemon at the time that I would because I could I could go in to see a movie I could have a plus one and because of that I said well hey if you want to uh, while I was working in the movie theater at this time Pokemon 2000 came out Okay. So this was right around 2000, mm-hmm. and uh, long story short, I took him to see it on a day off, but I had been working long hours, and so I promptly, as soon as we got into the movie theater, I fell asleep through the entire <laughs> thing. The oh. entire thing. Yeah. And he loved it. And thanked me over and over and over again for taking him to see it, and I was just kind of like, I'm I'm glad you liked it, man. I, you know, <laughs> I kept on apologizing for falling asleep because I, I had kind of bare bones knowledge about Pokemon and just basically it's, you know, the, the catchphrase got to catch them all and things yeah. like this. But, you know, I don't really ever, I wouldn't even say I scratched the surface of Pokemon. I just, I mean. a lot of <clears throat> it I knew from people around me. Well, you and I saw Detective Pikachu. 
Yeah, we did. So, and that was fun. Yeah, that's that's not exactly uh, indicative of the entire franchise, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's a clever spinoff, but it's... Yeah. It's... Our apologies to Die Hard fans. No offense. Yeah. Yeah, we did see that just because it looked fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the trailer appealed to me on that as did I. I like a lot of the comedy that Ryan Reynolds brings to his roles, whether intentional or unintentional. Um, but that that's pretty much the overall that I know about Pokemon is is just simply that wanted to come back around to godzilla you had a lot yes, more to say about yes. godzilla than we had time for yeah there there are first of all there are so many sequels to godzilla and the everything that has happened with it even even the sequel godzilla raids again i think is the second godzilla film yeah. and yeah you know once they started to veer off from that and because there's only so many times you can see a giant lizard demolish a Japanese city. There's oh, only so know. many times. Well, <laughs> it's, it almost never loses its charm for me. Oh, okay. I, it has want, its own charm, in yeah, other words. You, you okay. want Godzilla to flatten things. That's, that's kind of uh, cathartic. It is. What you want is you want Godzilla to flatten a city you don't like. Exactly. That's Yeah, give Tokyo a break. Yeah, um, he's an excellent swimmer, as he's proven. Yes, we, we, and we throughout tried. all the incarnations, of I Godzilla. would have a list. <laughs> Dear Godzilla, please hit. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's a lot of them that he has, he has hit, but there's 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 so many there's there's only one so far that I've seen that I thought was a total misfire. And that was the Dean Devlin 1998 one. Is that the... The one with Matthew Broderick. Oh, yes. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And it's a fun monster movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good monster movie. But if they had called it something else, uh -huh. it okay. would jog, have worked. Jog my memory. Did that start with radioactive flatworms? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I've tried to block out a lot of it just because <laughs> right. it's... And I'm not even yeah. a major Godzilla fan. And at the time, wow. I wasn't a major Godzilla fan. Yeah. My little brother was more the Godzilla fan than yeah. I was yeah. whenever I was growing up. I had a passing fancy with Godzilla just because I turned over. Mostly what I wanted to see is what everybody wants to see when they tune in for a Godzilla movie. They either want to see him flatten a city... Or they want to see him flatten another monster. Yeah. I did like uh, your your analogy last time of God, and you've said you'd said it before, but I'm glad that you got it recorded that he's a palooka. Oh, he is. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Godzilla's a palooka. I love him. Um, well, he's you watch you watch the actors fight as Godzilla, and uh, of course. It, we cannot go a, another step without mentioning the Godzilla dance. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's been a meme, and it's... Yeah, it should be. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of... I think I've got one movie somewhere where he does it, where he's just basically... It's just, almost a hop and a... It's a well, if, if Godzilla were doing the safety dance, 
while hopping. This is this is what it looks like because one arm goes over his head and the other arm goes across his waist. Yeah. And then uh, one the the same side arm is the leg that kicks over. Yeah. And he just he just hops up and down like that, and it's he switches. Of course, it's adorable. It looks like some sort of funny sailor dance <laughs> that he might have learned or just, just been watching the sailors on the boat on deck. And one of them did this funny dance and he probably said, Hmm, that's a, that looks like fun. And <laughs> that's what happened. You know, what, what film does that occur in? I forget. He's cause he's, he's just trashed some, some other giant monster and he's it celebrating. happened at the beginning of one film. And I guess it was a recount of another one. I mm. can't remember if it's, uh, we're going to have to look it up. Yeah, we are. It's faulty Godzilla trivia. Yeah. I am ashamed. No, um, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, the monsters that he fought became almost as famous as he did after a certain point because you got yeah. to have, you almost had your own wrestling troupe at some point. Who's he fighting now? It, it became kind of like a wrestling event with a yeah, lot of these oh, movies yeah. and everything. Is he fighting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got Godzilla versus Mothra. Okay, well, he flies. Rodan, okay, another flyer. Yeah. King Kadira, you know, you have... Oh, uh, Monster Zero. Oh, Monster Zero, okay. Yeah. Where he does a funky little dance. Godzilla victory dance. Know your meme. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and <clears throat> you, you see all these different monsters and then... Once he's gone through all of these monsters and they're all living peaceably on a on a Monster commune Island. in on Monster Island, then next you have the Mecha Godzilla. You have the aliens coming down, or even at one point when the and when some aliens come down and decide, hey, we want to take them. We want to take all these monsters into outer space because oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because we want. We want specimens. We want to be able to have our own title fights or maybe even sell tickets to other aliens to watch his fight. Yeah. Because he looks so he looks so small when they 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 beam him out of the ocean, basically. It's like a tractor beam from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Tiny little curled up Godzilla. Yeah. <clears throat> like, aw. <laughs> and rightfully so. Godzilla got his own Saturday morning cartoon. Yes. Unfortunately, it came with Godzuki. It did, and that was kind of my... <laughs> but Godzuki my... is never as bad as Scrappy-Doo. That would be yeah. the only defense I have yeah. for Godzuki. Yeah. Um, it was it was actually a Saturday morning cartoon I looked forward to whenever I was well, younger. Same, yeah. I mean, I, Press I the wasn't... the button to summon Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> and then here he comes. He's up out of the water, and there he is. Yeah, they need here comes a big be, boy. To be on the ship to interact with the kids, I think. Because yeah. Godzilla actually, actually does have a long history of interacting with kids. And so does so does Gamera. There was that weird little turtle boy in, in yeah. all the Gamera films who's like yeah, slightly unhealthily obsessed with his turtles. Yeah. Um, grows up to become Splinter, probably. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, but he, you know, it's it's just a weird setup. But you know, giant monsters and children for some reason, which I don't know. I guess Americans did that with King Kong and ladies. Mm -hmm. there's, yeah. There's no point that it was Faye Dunaway, wasn't it? That King Kong should be so obsessed with 
the oh, ladies. No, no, it was Jessica Lang. Ah, sorry. Jessica Lang. If you're thinking of the seventy six, it was Jessica Lang. No, I was thinking of the thirties. Oh, thirties Bay Ray. Oh, Bay Ray, okay. Gotcha. Um and that yielded like Son of Kong yeah. and Mighty Joe Young mm-hmm. whenever we couldn't we couldn't go anymore with the Kong family. Right. <laughs> the Kong family. So uh, there was there's that. always, you know, Kong Kong always comes up with Godzilla because that's the title fight everybody wanted for the longest time. Yeah. You finally and, got it in sixty three. Yeah. There and were long then, rumors about the ending of that film. But I don't think it proven true that Kong wins in the US. Godzilla wins in Japan. Yeah, that's that's what I'd read in a magazine uh-huh. a long time back. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, either they're misquoted, I read yeah. it wrong, or something. But It would have been interesting. It, it would have. And it would have meant that everybody would have been after the... Right, the Fans of Godzilla cut. would be yeah. after uh-huh. the Japanese cut, because then you get yeah. to see Godzilla win. And I had, I had heard that there was... There was, you know, two different ones, so that you know, home turf. Yeah. You know, <laughs> our boy wins. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So everybody saves face. Uh, Godzilla is now a Japanese citizen. I'd heard that. Yeah. They made him an official Japanese citizen, and that's. I think is adorable. I think uh, so too. I mean. Yeah, just on a on a on a deeper level. I love the statement behind that, like that the origins of Godzilla being a reaction to the nuclear terror of World War Two. Yeah. And the sheer, the rage, the rage of the people who were assaulted in that way mm-hmm. manifested in the rage of nature and in, in the person of Godzilla. And now, decades later, Godzilla is an outstanding Japanese citizen. And it's um, it's a nice for me. It's a nice full circle. It's it's acknowledging and and uh, maybe a reconciliation. And I, and absolutely, I could be talking out my butt, and I'm sorry um, if I am. But uh, they oh, put no. up a statue, I thought, yeah. of him as well. Oh, statue of Godzilla. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to look. <laughs> I don't know if it was in Tokyo or not, or in another yeah. town, but. I had thought I had heard that they had put up a statue of Godzilla. And like I say, a lot of this is coming from a guy who wasn't, who was just kind of a passing fan of Godzilla. Yeah, um, it is in, it is in uh, Japan. It's in Tokyo. Okay. I thought it was in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of him. Oh yeah. Not to scale. But he's oh no, not to scale. That's a. <laughs> he's got the uh, classic face. Yeah, that's that's the one I prefer. Yeah, he's got the classic face. At least this one does. Yeah. Um, so the. Despite the fact that all Godzillas are beautiful, um, some of them have have the tiny head problem. <clears throat> and the absolute chonky. Booty. <laughs> um, yeah. Every now and then, you'll run into uh, a biologist or an environmental out- environmentalist who will uh, start talking about all the ways that Godzilla would not work as a as an organism. Like he would be constantly crapping, or uh, he would have to be constantly eating. Or um, I had a friend who who was very upset about Mothra because moths do not have a circulatory system, 
they have a capillary system. So uh, there's no heart in Mothra. It just sort of a, he's kind of a, a bag of blood that oozes around. And so something Mothra's size would not be able that to survive. So cool. uh, which I didn't want to hear because I like Mothra. So yeah. we usually talk it up to magic and uh, keep on rolling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Shin Godzilla, of course, you, you have a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. That a was... little more biology going on because the, the first viewing of Godzilla, he is a googly eyed little guy. And uh, he looks he looks so funny. I laugh my head off. Uh, he gets bigger. Yeah, I mean, every, <laughs> everybody looks silly in their baby pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Godzilla. But yeah, I I enjoy the Godzilla movies more now. Looking back, just because my my love of I guess, for lack of a better term, is cheese. Yes. I've become a much bigger fan of cheesy movies <laughs> as I've gotten older, and everything doesn't have to be so serious. Yeah. And going in to see a Godzilla movie, you're going in to see a monster movie. Yeah. That's that's what you're going in to see. And you, you know that going in. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to go see? We're going to go see Godzilla. Well, it's okay. fun. Yeah, it's just a laid-back... Easy going movie, you know, just <laughs> a giant lizard natural disaster. Yeah, I'm amused. Um, Considering everything that has happened in the last few years, it's easy going. That, that's that's very true. That's, <laughs> that's why I label it as such. Is very true. Considering yeah. everything that we have had yeah. happen as of here and now in 2022. Yeah. Well, the object of, of a Godzilla film was not to terrorize people. You know, it's not a suspenseful. <coughs> It's Excuse not me. a terrible, it's very much like, I think the 50s, all the 50s, um, forced perspective, lizard and ant and spider films. Oh, yeah, all pages. the bugs and the yeah, insects, the them, the deadly mantis and all the rest, tarantula. Right. All yeah. this stuff in the, the 50s yeah. bug films, yeah. Okay. That was all, the, the object of those films was not terror, it was um, a little bit of like, Let's let's warn those nameless mad scientists. Um, they're never mad social scientists. They're all mad engineers uh, to not play with forces they don't understand. Da, 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 which brings us back to the modern Prometheus always. Yeah. Because what what people don't understand is magic. Mm -hmm. Even if it's science or not, if it's, if it's any system so advanced that you don't understand it, it can be classified as magic. Mm -hmm. So. Um, we're always afraid of that, or we run we run head headlong into it, unwisely, and then get, get melted by caustics. Um, yeah, I love that you mentioned it that way. That they basically set out to say, "Mad scientists do not temper." Oh, tamper with the forces. Tamper with the forces and everything like that. that. And then the Japanese come up with Godzilla and go, "Oh yeah, mother. <laughs> oh yeah." Oh, yeah. Let's well, talk about you tampering with the forces of nature and the nuclear bombs. Yeah, you don't let's, get it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that a minute. You're and naturally, for, for the um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, remember, oh, we can't talk about nuclear. Uh, we, we can't do that. Right. We, we can't do that. Because uh, in doing so, they are the monsters. Yes. Yeah. 
And America in the 50s, we're not monsters. Yeah, America anytime. Cannot. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. Look, look at that thing. I dodged neatly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, it's an excellent, excellent film series. You can pretty much plonk down anywhere you want. Um, yeah. I, we always recommend starting with the first and the first film in Japanese. Uh, because that establishes the proper respect, I think, for the character and the genre of film. And then you can go goofy Billio as much as you want but, while understanding where this started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's better to understand really the origins mm-hmm. of Godzilla and how he came about because the 56 has its merits, okay? It, it's... The second? The... the, the cut one the cut together oh, oh, gotcha. Sorry, one, the Raymond Burr, the Raymond the Burr, Raymond Burr yeah. from 56 has yeah. its merits but if you see that one you have to understand between that one and the original Kojira mm-hmm. two completely different movies yeah, very different tone they, they have different tones it's just and it's mm-hmm. it's weird because it's the same movie from 54 it's just cut together different <clears throat> yeah I mean, the, the same instance would be that it's the Universal's uh, Dracula, Bela Lugosi, mm-hmm. versus the Spanish version of Dracula that was shot simultaneously. Yeah. It's the same sets, but everything's cut together differently. Yeah. And so they're two <clears throat> different films. Mm-hmm. And for me, it feels kind of like that. Okay. It, just, it, it feels like it, they're just two separate films. But they're not. They're just cut together differently yeah. to be able to drop Raymond Burr in. Yeah. Yeah, different tone. Completely different tone. Different yeah, tone. Raymond, Raymond and his dialogue provide a different different tone. Yeah. So it's uh, there's not as much menace in yeah. Godzilla. And that's that's really, you know, we can we can dress him up, we can dance him out, we can we yeah. can uh, give him a shampoo bottle to shill, but at the end of the day, you know, I think it's important to understand uh, just where he started and have that basic respect yeah. for him. And um, I, I agree with you. We, we can put him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Bring him out, sporting a shampoo bottle. We can even yeah. put him with a chihuahua. What? For the Taco <laughs> Bell commercials. Oh, did he do that? Or did they do yep, that? you had a l- the little talking chihuahua going, here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Oh, my goodness. Here, lizard, lizard. And then Godzilla shows up and he looks up and goes, huh, and then looks straight at the camera and goes, I think I need a bigger box. (laughs) Wow. So you're absolutely right. Wow. You can, you can dress him up and you can probably find that, uh, on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube probably can. I just, I remember the Taco Bell commercials. The fan film in the early days of the internet, Godzilla versus Bambi. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's short, very short film. Uh, it, the tension on it was way too long <laughs> because you kept on watching and watching and watching and then Godzilla shows up and you're just like, ah, and we're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not to spoil it for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen it. It's just kind of like, ah, okay. It, it goes about how you'd expect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. It's uh, still just, bah. Yeah. Bah. 
right up there with your hardware wars or your closet cases of the nerd kind. Ah, unfamiliar to me. These are a couple of parodies that were done of famous movies after ah. they came out. So okay. Hardware Wars, yes. Poking Fun at Star Wars, Closet Cases of the Nerd Kind came after Close Encounters and mm-hmm. might have been done by the same guy. Uh, both of them very hokey. I saw them on cable a long time ago. Um, okay. And just, I, if you want to see them, okay, I will. <laughs> I, and I, you know, I will I subject no... you to that, but you know. <laughs> I have no burning desire. It's, it's okay. 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 It is all right. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of what goes on with Godzilla is you can do almost anything with him. You can give yeah. him a son. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you give him buddies to pal around with. I mean, he's, yeah. he's fought beside Mothra and against Mothra. Also, uh, Jaguar. Yeah. So there's an MST3K version of that film, so I've seen it yeah. rather more often than I otherwise would have, I think. Yeah, Godzilla um, versus Megalon. Yeah, Joel, Joel and the boys? Or yeah, the, uh, I think Joel it's Joel. And it's Joel for both of them because oh, mm-hmm. they also do uh, Godzilla versus the sea, uh, the sea creature. Sea creature. Sea yeah. creature or sea monster. I forget which one. Mm-hmm. But... As as they said colorfully in the box set where that particular one was replaced, TV's Frank said, Toho said no ho. And I thought they said yes. <laughs> and it's a shame because both of those, the, the Godzilla versus Megalon was included originally in the MST3K uh, box mm-hmm. set. I forget which box set it was, but it was, that particular one was mm-hmm. replaced by uh, the giant Gila monster. Right. And it's a shame because I would have loved to have seen both of those Godzilla movies mm-hmm. be released. Yeah. As far as MST3K. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I don't Still, think that's going to happen unless yeah. unless you find uh, the older edition of MST3K mm-hmm. and can sweet talk a friend into letting you see it, yeah. borrow it, whatever, mm-hmm. which the likelihood of that is not going to happen. Yeah supposed to throw out your your old disc <laughs> uh, i if if i paid for it you know and yeah more than likely i have the likelihood i'm doing that no right i i think they knew that at the time yeah it was it was it, everything it was... they could do to preserve the fact that they would have been facing a copyright lawsuit otherwise so, i know and yeah. i i can respect that you know mm-hmm. And I, I would be quick to sit there and say, how many different people still have their copy? And on occasion, if they're able to rip and burn DVDs, how often, how often do you think that they rip and burn for their buddies or people that want a copy of it? Oh, not a statistic I'm interested in. I'm throwing it out there. Oh. I'm, I'm being, uh, Oof. I, I guess I, I'm being rhetorical here. Just... Okay. I'm not. I'm not actually wanting an answer to that. It's oh, just okay. I expect that yeah. it would be I'm, the I politely ignoring it so no one gets in trouble. I I know. I know. <laughs> I'm also thinking that I pretty much know the answer to that. Yeah. As I'm saying it, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. I am not saying that you should pirate DVDs, boys and girls. What I'm <laughs> saying is, 
is that it keep be, passing the tapes yeah <laughs> we just paraphrase now keep circulating the discs there we go we just you know it just moves on we just paraphrase and now it's keep circulating the discs yep moving on uh anything else you want to talk about with godzilla oh uh, this round because we're coming into the half hour mark and I yeah the next segment we might move a little further. yeah we're probably going to move forward and talk a little bit more about anime i'm trying to think of what we what kind of anime but we'll we'll get to that as as far as godzilla i wanted to say as far as the newer ones that came out dealing with monarch and Mm -hmm. those those films where it was godzilla king of the monsters Uh that title was used again Mm -hmm. or just simply godzilla Mm -hmm. and kong versus godzilla i really enjoyed those those are well done i i thought they were well done i had heard that there was going to be a mothra movie yeah i'd heard a lot of these but who knows now whether or not that's going to be shelved i think there's plenty of room to do another godzilla movie yeah another I, kong, well, I liked, I liked kong on the, skull island that was good i mean the the mothra the monarch uh kind of branding i liked that this like the mcu is a brand i liked the the monarch branding that they were doing yeah i absolutely hated some of the human characters they were using Mm -hmm. um and i I forget which particular film it was the film with the giant bugs um the muta or you know some some derivation of the word mutant the the main character was completely unlikable to me uh but we're wrapping up yeah but, we gotta um, you know yeah yeah we we probably will come back in just a moment and wrap this up and segue into anime and other things um when we come back we'll have more about uh japanese film and art that has made its way over i feel like there's a lot of things in japanese cinema that is considered art and should be and uh Stay with us, and we'll be right back, and we'll be talking about more of all of that. So stay with us. This is Couch and Coffee Table. Welcome back, Couch Surfers, to our second segment for this episode. Uh, You were in the middle of talking about some stuff concerning the giant insects and things concerning Godzilla, so I'm going to pass it to you and let you finish what you were going to say. Okay. Um, I just, I liked the setup for those films. I liked that we finally had a consistent branding mm-hmm. and we had, um, we had an agenda with that particular studio releasing monster films of this type. Uh, so you could tell a more comprehensive story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that went beyond each, each specific and individual film. You could now paint a, a world picture. And I was really excited about that. Um, Absolutely. Unfortunately, the, the, the writing of the human interest stories to frame the Godzilla stories was not great. And um, not, to, not to crap on the actors, uh, but yeah, the, the, the one guy, I just, it was really annoying. But yeah, um, like so much so I don't remember the character name and I, I don't want to pick on the actor because the actor did a fine job with what yeah. he had. You know, the the acting in these is not bad. Um, 
and uh, there's a there's a lady who is uh, an actress on Stranger Things, who's in some of the more recent yes. Godzilla films. Yes, and she's she's finding her her she's finding herself in her roles, and she's she's growing into being an actress. Yeah, and yeah, she's, she's getting a lot of mileage, which is good. Um, oh yes, yes. Her inclusion in the last film was felt like it was a little forced, um, but. You know, she did a good job with the the first film she was in. She she does she does a good job. She's a good actress. Yes. Um. So, you know, it it would be nice if um, if we would just have more from that that film universe. Uh, not necessarily with her. I think she's on to other projects now. But probably, uh, yeah. And and like her character is not so pivotal to the Godzilla universe that you can't have a Godzilla film without her. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the main the main role is always Godzilla, but yeah, um, that's the star of the show. Yeah, there were some there were some fun team dynamics in her last film. There was, uh, she's she has a couple friends that go with her on her adventures. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, it's there's a lot to offer, and and it's absolutely not a a played out concept. There's there's a lot of meat on that bone. Mm-hmm. that uh, storytellers and uh, directors could go after and still tell compelling and interesting Godzilla stories. Um, as you pointed out, you know, we're, we're still in the middle of a fine mess in the world. So yeah, we are um, having, having stories that talk about that is always, is always good, but it is to transition along. If you don't mind. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to say about this is, the framework for any Godzilla movie is because Godzilla is going to show up. The framework is going to be in the form of a disaster movie. Yes. And it's really about how many times can you see a disaster movie and hold the audience? Mm -hmm. And I think they stopped at a time, but it's, I still think that it was there. There could be more, Mm -hmm. there could be more, uh, of individual ones, and certainly uh, there's an end credit scene in one of the last ones that left it wide open right. for something else to happen. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They um, did set up. They did set up for a sequel. Yeah, and you know who who knows if that's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope it does. Me too. I don't know when, but yeah. you know, me too. I'm hopeful. But yeah. Uh, Probably one of the bigger imports from Japan would be Godzilla. And it's much loved by American audiences, I think. They, you know, they go crazy for both versions, be it Japanese or American. I think Uh, they, here in America, most people that love like your uh, Godzilla movies or anime or anything from Japan are always looking for the more Japanese cut. They're, they're looking for the original. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. It's it's being a purist in that respect and just kind of yeah. going, okay, what was it that was in this film, mm-hmm. this version, that maybe got cut out because yeah. it was too sensitive or whatever. I mean, and there's good reason to go hunting for those, mm-hmm. especially after you had uh, the Godzilla 54 released along with mm-hmm. the Godzilla King of the Monsters 56. So naturally, you're going to have 
people that are looking at that just going, okay, well, what about the rest of them? Mm-hmm. How much was cut yeah. or not cut or yeah. what, what did they use? What, what, one ended up not getting past uh, American borders. What, what, what didn't make it past, what, what didn't make it past the censors at the border? Mm-hmm. And I think that's always interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. But uh, segue, segue over to um, anime, which is another import from Japan and still very, very strong. In fact, I would be quick to say I didn't realize how strong until about the mid-90s, whenever I was in college, just how big anime was. Had no clue. And there's probably probably a bunch that you can talk about as well, which I will go ahead and pass it to you then, because I, I pretty much said a lot of what I wanted to say as far as anime that would be anime sci-fi. Mm-hmm. At least that I'm, I'm as far as I know right now. You're probably going to say some things, and that will jar my memory. Okay. Uh, the only other one that I can think of would be that I mentioned Vampire Hunter D last time. It's not sci-fi, I know, but I did enjoy the fact that right around 99, 2000, the year 2000, we saw a sequel for Vampire Hunter D, and I was very happy about that in terms of just Japanese imports in total, anime and things. Um not too veer away from sci-fi too much just footnote there um i will let you talk thank you i'm sorry (laughs) i've I've been waiting nausicaa valley of the wind would be what i would start with today okay that's a that's one of the classic miyazaki films and concepts um something he worked on for decades himself and it's an environmentalist piece um, this is a post, post-war, apocalyptic war world, and uh, everything is poisoned. And so the, the thumbnail sketch is, the, the titular Nausicaa, is um, someone who manages to find out that the things that are poisoning her people, because uh, they, they live in a, a secluded section where the, the wind is right, that it keeps most of the poison away from them, and they can still farm and live um she discovers that the poison forest is actually purifying the world and so eventually the world will come back to something that is habitable to uh humans it's just it's going to take a long time and it has been taking a long time so it's an imaginative world it's beautifully done uh the anime uh that was released i forget what year um was a really good uh good adaptation of the original i've only i've only read a little bit of the original uh so uh here we go 1984 film has it been that long good lord uh recommended though see it dub or sub um sir patrick stewart is in the dub version and uh, the voice acting is very good uh but a really good good film to uh to have a look at good themes there um wanted to just do a nod for my younger friends and mention the mighty Morphin power rangers because i know that was a pivotal series for them growing up 
Um, I never really watched it, but it, it was uh, an American frame on a, basically a found footage, well, not found footage, but cut footage from another another Japanese program. Um, and it just uh, kind of took root and was set in California. And a lot of people really, really enjoyed that growing up, uh, which I think helped set the stage for that kind of team show and also helped uh, set the stage for a lot more animation um, release possibility in, in the United States. Because you and I grew up with Voltron and we grew up with, uh, the, you know, Transformers certainly looked like it was Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and then both of us had more anime in college. Uh, you, Vampire Hunter D, me, Macross Island series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, along with Ninja Scroll and mm-hmm. the yeah. North Star. Uh, yeah. Another one that I had was Bao. Oh, yeah. Which was very much sci-fi. It was just like a less, I think of like an hour and a half. I don't mean to cut in on no, you No, you're, you're fine. Uh, but Bao was really interesting because he was a science experiment. This boy uh, is experimented on which he's injected with a larva that makes him turn blue. He's got super strength, agility, and everything. There's a point when they stab him in the heart, but his heart won't stop beating. And with the beat of the heart, you watch the knife just come up and out. And then, you know. I I have a copy of it if you'd like to see it. Yeah, maybe. But it was was one of those, took a chance on it at a um, video store and just bought it. Mm. We were... um, I, I'm in college and we just, we're based out of Indiana. So this is me taking a trip from Vincennes, Indiana to Terre Haute, Indiana, to the mall up there with some friends, basically just taking a little road trip of 41. Uh-huh. For those of you in Indiana, you know where I'm talking about. Um, for those of you that don't, well, you know, there's, you can always check the maps. We and I don't mean that condescending or anything like that. I'm trying not to be condescending, but um, I really am not. Um, but going up there, and we were looking around for some unusual animation and stuff. And with that, uh, Bao was one. The other one was one that I wasn't really going to mention. But going back to comedy, there's one called Golden Boy that has to do with this guy who he has his bicycle and he's running around and he's traveling and he's just wanting to learn more things and do all of these things and so he's just jumping from job to job to job because he just wants to learn he's not worried about the money he just wants to learn things but it's comical in the fact that it deals with some sexual situations it deals with all kinds of different things it's at times it's got a very benny hill okay feel to it okay and um just but it's still it's it's benny hill and looney tunes kind of mixed (laughs) and given a japanese spin and it's (laughs) it's fun but it's not for everybody yeah another one would be dragon half yeah, you've mentioned that before, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Dragon Half is fun. It's uh, one that I um, 
Mm-hmm. I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more. I I. Oh, um, the, let you go back to your yeah. There, well, I mean, I feel like I, I cut in on you, and I need for you to. No, I was kind of winding down. So um, you've you've reminded me of another, a, a bit of a risque series. I wasn't going to really go into it. Okay. Um, but it's it's also a comedy of that that stripe, the mm-hmm. sort of uh, burlesque. Yeah. Uh, it's called Tenchi Mio or Tenchi, yeah. So something along those lines. Uh, it's been ages since I've seen it, but it was, it was making the rounds in my friend group, and it is also pretty rivaled. Um, so not not for younger viewers, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Certain sexual situations occur. Uh, I was going to mention Akira, because yeah, we haven't should. talked about Akira, and that's another yeah, like we... Nausicaa. That's another enormous long-running manga series that is oh yes very complicated um that was distilled into an animation film that i probably everyone has seen and if you haven't go watch it um it's a bit of a tush tester but uh yeah it is 88 it was done in 88 it's it's gorgeous it's very well done uh for years and years and years uh I had friends who would yell, uh, one of them would start, we'd either yell Tatsua or Kaneda across the campus at each other. And the other one would respond in kind because there's a whole scene in the film where the two main main characters are yelling each other's names at each other. Hmm. And uh, so that was, that was a whole thing that, that we used to do in undergrad because undergrad students are weird, <laughs> particularly, well, actually, no, probably all of them. Um, thumbnail sketch, uh, post-apocalyptic Tokyo, excuse me, uh, high school 'er ne'er-do-well, um, I think Kaneda is the 'er ne'er-do-well, uh, has a group of friends and they have motorcycles and they're running around Tokyo being mischievous and, uh, they run into, um, someone very unexpected uh, who turns out later to be the escaped child of uh, some very prolonged and protracted scientific experiments. He's not a child at all. He's in his seventies, but he's never grown past being a little boy. And uh, Tetsuo is the, the guy who really uh, tangles with him the most and has very unfortunate consequences for him. Mm. Okay. Um, the, the, you know, secret military are chasing these kids for a long time. Uh, Tetsuo is having some uh, hulkish side effects from the encounter that get way out of hand. And um, Akira is, is the boy who was the best, the best test subject for the experiments. So everyone's looking for Akira. And in the end, you do find him, um, but it's it's complicated. <laughs> I don't want to give up away too much, um, but you do see Akira at the end, and uh, there are a lot of really complicated themes in it. It's it's the similar situation. Um, I think what I would say, and this is from the perspective of an outsider and not a scholar, so ignorant American you know, uh, 
alert sign on, please. It seems like my favorite Japanese science fiction shows or movies or concepts revolve around environmentalism. And either they are warnings as to, you know, what we've done with pollution and how that's affecting the world around us, or they are, uh, they are modern Prometheus sketches of here are scientists standing on the shoulders of giants that came before them, not understanding what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway, because they can not understanding or predicting the consequences of their actions. And, you know, here's a film about the consequences. It's called Akira. Um, or here is, here are consequences and it's, it's called Godzilla. And, um, these films aren't overly moralistic. Like there's no, uh, there's no character turning to break the fourth wall and telling us what we should have learned from that episode of GI Joe. Uh, nor is it so ham fisted as captain planet used to be. Um, yeah, that's true. But behind all of it is, is the messaging. Look, you know, be, watch out what you're doing because it affects more than just you. And, you know, here's, here's an example of ridiculous consequences, but even small consequences should be looked after. And, um, you get that a little bit in the American fifties, you know, giant insect films. You do. You do. It's always a more localized problem. Um, yeah. What's the, uh, James Best is in the film with the shrews. What is that film? That, oh, just the killer shrews. The killer shrews. Okay. Yeah. So that's just an island. It's like one one crazy scientist on an island does unwise experimental things. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is also why everything is peer reviewed. By the way, <laughs> uh, you know, you can you can absolutely be on a on a sleep debt bender in college and go. You know what? I think I want to do. I think I want to breed a super amoeba. How can I do that? <laughs> And when you sober up the next day after you've had maybe a good a good amount of sleep, you, your colleagues should be like, you know, Bill, that's a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. You need to pick another thesis yeah. uh, because that one's probably not going to work, man. You need, <laughs> you need to think about this. I mean, it sounded cool like 18 hours ago mm-hmm. when we were all on a bender. And we were all, you know, we were laughing and just, it looked good on paper, but light of day. Uh... <laughs> Once the biggest problem is the term flesh eating was, was in your, in your synopsis there. Oh, you know, you got uh, acid, you got all kinds of things that can eat flesh. I mean, you know, it's just that this actually has teeth and will come at you. That's, that's what you have to remember. It's, it's not like it's comet or some household item that might take a little bit of flesh off, nibble, nibble, nibble. No, this is actually a creature that will chomp, 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 and just eat the hell out of you, bite you to pieces. Oh, Sorry. That's okay. No, we, we went there. Um, <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Nibble, nibble, nibble. Yeah. Uh, science. Yeah. Well, the fifties movies, all these insect ones, they had to, ha- they had to take the high ground moral tale. Yeah. Which is annoying, mm. but I mean, and you, 
Well, you don't really get that in the Japanese ones. It's it's not mm. like there's always a line in the American films. You know, he shouldn't have. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going back to uh, the modern Prometheus Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein uh, wanted to feel like God is is often how it's paraphrased. And, yeah. You know, for the American films, that's and I guess for the you know for the European films, because Mary Shelley certainly wasn't American. Um, I know the cat is adorable. Uh, they are oh, sorry the, the phrasing is you know he the, the crime of frankenstein is he played god and and the you know the creator role is only for this this one yeah, narrow um, definition of judeo-christian yeah, mythos, abrahamic mythos somebody corrected me on that recently yeah it's um, very much i they, they all owe shelly money mm-hmm. um you yeah know, they, but with a japanese take it's not so much the crime is not playing a creator the crime is failing to consider the impact of of your actions yeah it's failing to consider others when you're having your little fun amoeba experiment it's failing to consider yeah what's going to happen when when the thing breaks out of your lab because inevitably things break out of labs yeah um that's the crime so it's less moralistic and more how rude you are not to consider your neighbors and your progeny in this this whole experimental thing that you're doing mm-hmm. um whereas the european and eurocentric view is usually you you tried to play god i know and and that's ridiculous the phrasing itself because it popped up so many times in a lot of these giant bug movies and stuff mm-hmm. of the 50s the phrase itself now has become cliche oh absolutely yeah and yeah if you were going to do a 50 style movie, you almost want to shove that line in there just because. Uh-huh. Oh, I would, I would, if I were doing a 50 style movie, I would, I would make it a farce. I would shove that in every two seconds. You know, somebody makes a taco. He's played God and made a taco. Ah, oh, the taco falls apart. Ah, oh, see the results of your hubris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would. You know, that might actually work. Completely mock that entire that entire thing um so yeah that's that's the that's the thing i i like to think about is just the differences in how these how these scenarios are presented and how how you know how the character driven story goes uh frankenstein always has to learn uh he cannot play god and his creation turns on him when really frankenstein is just a deadbeat dad you know, he, he brings his, his creature into the world um, that he never names, never raises, never sticks with. He just gets scared and runs away. And then later, uh, the creature shows up and, and basically asks him why and demands an accounting. And Frankenstein still can't deal with it, still can't take responsibility for his own actions. And, you know, everything else results thereof. Meanwhile, you've got other other situations where the scientists are like, in Japan, why didn't we think of the results of this experiment? I can't believe this happened. Well, Godzilla is not a created thing. Godzilla just happens. Um, and Godzilla happens because of the radiation and the nuclear bombs that we dropped on Japan. The nuclear fallout, yeah. yeah. So um, it's not a scientist creating Godzilla. It's just nature's revenge nature's revenge and the the people of japan having to deal with godzilla yeah <clears throat> so um they, they actually got hit twice they they got mm-hmm. the two islands bombed 
and then this creature is created because of mm -hmm. it. And so they, they got a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. One they really didn't want. Nope. On any, <laughs> did, did any side of this. it. <laughs> yeah. Wanted a taco. Yeah. yeah. Godzilla. That's all. Oh, crap. So, Maybe just some udon noodles, take out this kind of thing. Ramen. That uh, might that might have been all they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, Michael and I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could we, we could go we'll, on a we'll, tangent there. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll um, take care of that. We'll take care of it. So we'll let's take let's care of that. lighten up the theme and just spend the next five minutes. Um, there is a series I've not seen all of. Uh, it is it is uh, it defies explanation from me. It's called Space Dandy okay yeah. i was just thinking about that just a minute ago yeah really okay yeah thumbnail sketch as far as i can remember um there's a fellow with an amazing uh hairdo that reminds me of ruby rod from the fifth element and he uh he's in outer space i don't know i can't remember if he's a bounty hunter or just a bum but he's running around he runs across um this weird little space creature that looks like a cat but Maybe if a cat and an otter had a baby. Yeah, sounds and, right. Uh, he's in outer space. Yeah. And they run around and have a lot of misadventures. It's very chaotic. Takes a page from Excel Saga that way. Yep. Um, what brings it to mind is ramen, because there is a segment where uh, they get sucked into an alternate dimension and basically end up at the ramen stall of the gods. And uh, the space dandy guy gets his ramen and gets to eat it. And it is sublime and wonderful. The space otter cat guy never gets a chance to eat his ramen, and I'm still yep. upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I think that if I ever did any fan art, the only fan art I would do is the space otter cat guy getting his ramen <laughs> and enjoying it and having the time to do that. Um, so it's it's a weird little romp. It's um, if if you're I don't know if you're if you don't have to have your show make a lot of sense um that's a good one <laughs> well i mean if you're um, watching excel saga just put this one in rotation with oh, it man yeah. at that point you yeah. know have friends check in on you periodically <laughs> make sure you're still okay make sure you're not too weird because they're just they're just bizarre shows yeah they are they are but um, we gain a lot. I think we gain a lot for well. We, everybody gains from uh, cultural sharing. And, oh, absolutely. Um, the uh, the Japanese Japanese cinema has really, really made a mark on American science fiction and fantasy. For, you know, and not just the shows, just like our cultural references have now broadened to include a lot of that. Um, whereas I think when you and I went to went to college. Uh, that was not as mainstream as it is now. Like Cartoon Network, Toonami, uh, uh, no, the anime styles, yeah. of, the styles of animation, the style of drawing, that anime style of drawing. And manga has made it over the states. You can get manga in, in stores. And um, not just mainstream stuff. You can get really weird stuff. Yeah, there's, mm. there's a lot of things coming over. So that's, that's really neat. And uh, there's there's a very rich, rich resource there. Yep. We've only been able to touch on little bits of it. Yep, we have. We're going to pause for just a moment and then come back with basically uh, our third segment 
And uh, at that point, we'll see what else we need to talk about or want to talk about. You're listening to Couch and Coffee Table. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Couch and Coffee Table. Welcome back. This will be our third segment. We may be wrapping up in this one. We're not sure yet. Uh, I did agree with a lot of what you said as far as closing statements for uh, the last segment Mm -hmm. and how much of a rich resource a lot of the Japanese animation and films are that have come over. Mm -hmm. In particular, their animation, which has made probably the biggest impact aside from the Godzilla movies. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to touch on that. But there's all kinds of other things to talk about. Uh, there's there's the Kurosawa films that we lightly, lightly touched on. But we, I hope to talk about those at length yeah. at some point um, in the next little bit. Because that's also something. And there's all the martial arts films, be it Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee or, you know. Mm-hmm. Any number of martial artists and stuff you want to talk about. I mean, there's there's all kinds of great things. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's a rich resource. And I, in saying all this, I'm just saying I couldn't agree more. Okay. Yay. <laughs> you know, and mm. I think, I don't think we have quite half of our media is from japan but i would say at least a good quarter of it yeah a quarter to a third a quarter to a third easy so i easy um yeah (laughs) if i could say something bold yet perhaps controversial i i would argue that um the disney animation made it to japan but what we got back from japan as a result is more influential than disney stylistically for animated stuff now like uh yeah it it will make its own lasting impression oh it already has and it was probably going to do that with or without disney Mm -hmm. bringing it forth i i think that would have eventually a couple of things had made it over like princess mononoke and uh, i'm talking way earlier oh way earlier okay sorry sorry okay original here's here's why the anime characters always have the huge eyes and they look really really occidental the japanese animators saw what walt disney was doing the noodle people and whatnot they Mm -hmm. refined it to be um like astro boy and and that kind of style yeah it made its way back over to the states eventually and what came from japan is more influential than disney is what i'm saying yeah so yeah that style like it the japanese saw what disney was doing and and made it better yeah Uh, much like much like the warner brothers they they were like screw disney we're gonna do what we're doing let's take these elements and and move forward yeah and uh i I guess i should have been more specific when i was referring more so to miyazaki's work okay coming coming over Uh, here so miyazaki particularly is more influential than disney at in in some circles that i know i would agree with you because there's a lot of people that really it it found an audience here that's here to stay and a lot of lasting impressions yeah i would agree with you there's a lot of really 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 great stuff come out of studio ghibli i mean miyazaki Mm. is japan's version of disney i feel oh not not as horrible a person 
I'm I'm just talking in terms of showmanship. I, I, I mean, know. Disney was a really Sorry, good showman, it's, it's the and first thing so that comes was to mind. yeah. But and I feel Miyazaki is very much a very good showman, yeah, and knows how to tell a story and how to more importantly how to present a story, yeah, to be told, yeah. And I don't think mm. that that should be underscored. And I believe that yeah, he he will make just as a lasting impression. Mm -hmm because of his films. And like I say, I believe that they would have made their way over here with or without Disney doing that, yes. without Disney bringing them over, they yeah. would have made their way over one way or another. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, yeah, I, I feel like there is a lot of different things that have come over. Uh, there's still a lot of Things that will probably make its way over in the next little bit. Um, there's plenty of things as far as not just Japanese, but Chinese mm -hmm. and Korean that we didn't touch on because we yeah. don't know as much. I, I can't say enough about how much I appreciate and love the culture, the Asian culture in mm -hmm. general. You know, I don't know as much as I'd like. But and that's my own fault. Mm -hmm. I I hope to learn more. And as time passes, there there certainly is a lot of things mm -hmm. to look at and to enjoy and to study. Be it you know works of art, uh, literature, all mm -hmm. kinds of different things. I guess please chalk up our inaccuracies to ignorance rather than uh malice yeah we we do <laughs> yeah we do have a love <clears throat> for the things that we've seen and mm -hmm. no we haven't seen everything and i'm mm -hmm. quite sure that people that we know once they see this they may right. be dropping a line and saying hey why didn't you mention this yep. why didn't you you yeah. say that and at the moment it wasn't something that yeah. came readily to mind or how could you leave off <laughs> or it's something yeah. that we haven't seen mm -hmm. And yeah. more often than not, it's just kind of like, I didn't know this was a thing that existed. And usually whenever I say that to someone close to me, they are more than happy to tell me a story. <laughs> and I don't mind hearing the story because, you know, they give a thumbnail sketch. And from there, I'm sitting there going, okay, I will go and try and find this thing. And if I'm lucky, <sighs> I will either find it streaming on cable or at the local public library. One of the two. I am curious though to see what what stories are going to come out of our present natural disaster that so is that is an interesting thought we have spent probably the prior five or maybe 10 years telling zombie stories yeah in in the the, the american public media we're telling zombie stories there's uh there was the 28 day films Mm -hmm. um, that I, I've never seen those, but they always make me think of, uh, periods because, you know, what else happens every 28 days? Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> so it's, you know, I, I always have to do the math and be like, oh no, they're not talking about periods. They're talking about zombies, Yeah. but contagion films. And mm -hmm. then there's the, the walking dead series that I've never seen. It's very big right now. There's got three, five spinoffs from that. Yeah, I think they um, finally ended that. I, I only got to see like the first two or three seasons. And after a certain mm -hmm. point, I just, 
there's so many different mm-hmm. storylines and stuff to follow that after about the third or fourth season, I felt like I yeah. I needed to step away. I mean, yeah. it started good. It's it is a good series. I mean, if you can and are into zombie apocalypse and zombie in the movie Zombie Land mm-hmm. and stuff like that, Zombie Land is hilarious. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that that's is ex- well done. yeah. It's those <coughs> those are great movies. Walking Dead. I I felt like it for me. I I ran out of gas on it. I just I couldn't go any further. I mm-hmm. I felt like that it just. I'd run out of energy to put into it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say it is a bad series. I don't think it's a bad series. Uh, it's just one of those that I really didn't have the attention for after a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I'm quick to say that as well. I would say see it for yourself and, you know, make your own make your own judgments on it as far as Walking Dead. So for me, that would be the most obvious corollary like present situation to natural disaster uh-huh. would be a zombie connection. Um, but I think we've, we plumbed that well, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of stories we're going to be telling about, about the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And <clears throat> I think any, any film that does not include people willfully running at the thing to prove it doesn't exist is going to be inaccurate um because so many people did that yeah you know sooner this time around. sooner or later we're going to take covid and the zombies and we're going to mix them yeah we're we're going to mix I them mean, that's it's just it's seems, only a matter that's of not time very creative though that's i know but it's too much of a there's there's no meat on that bone you know a dog won't hunt <laughs> it's, it's just there's just no there's no mileage if you're if you, you can't tell something interesting about you know, cin- cinematographically, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking about a documentary because that's a different animal. But if you're, yeah. if you're wanting to explore the situation, like, and I'm going back to Godzilla, if you want to explore the impact of having a nuclear bomb dropped on your country twice, then oh, hello, um, a good way to do it is with, with something like Godzilla. It's, it's this monstrous representation of all the effects you can't you can't really put into language it gives you a visual thing so i guess you could make a giant monster out of covid um but you might want to do it in the isolation of space yeah yeah and um you could maybe make alien out of covid but i I would want it to be different you know i wouldn't want it to be just alien because that is also a, a film about contagion um so that that would be interesting i i i'm i'm curious i'm curious to see what impact um largely because it gives me a chance to to think about what happens next yeah to sort of see beyond my present and i need that sometimes and uh being curious about the stories we're going to be telling about how we reacted and survived this particular situation is a, is a way to look ahead for me. Yeah, and I'm quite sure the stories that are going to be told in the next decade mm-hmm. are going to be completely different Yeah, than what we might have thought will be what we thought <clears throat> 2032 oh, yeah. versus 2022. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. 
1922 or yeah. whatever. The killer wasps finally show up. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I love how we've just kind of looped around and mm-hmm. I think we've just about said all we need to say, mm-hmm. haven't we? Yeah, I think I think we're coming to the coming to the wrap up point. There's absolutely things we can learn. There's we've touched on some of our favorites, we've touched on some ones that we've seen that have made an impact and even if we don't exactly remember like a lot of times I don't remember everything that went on in the series, but yeah. I have that one moment that won't leave me, the little cat otter with his ramen. I'm probably yeah. gonna be <laughs> upset about that for for the rest of my life, and that's ridiculous. But it did make an impact. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and, nice memories uh, yeah. that we have yeah. with friends, and memories we have of watching these mm-hmm. shows and films, and the impact that they left. Mm-hmm. the The fun memories, the not so fun, the why didn't they do it this way? Yeah, because that's got its own enjoyment. Yeah, you know, it does. It, it took us a little while, Michael and I, to realize that um, he'd screened a few things for me that I absolutely hated. And he thought I was very upset that uh, we'd watched these, these, I forget what they were, but I absolutely hated them. And mm-hmm. he was afraid he'd made me angry. Um, so he apologized for, you know, we not having a good movie night, basically. And I said, no, 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 no. I really liked yelling at the film. <laughs> so sometimes... Sometimes it's just nice to to watch something and, and tear it to pieces because it could have been so much better. A lot of head scratching on this side of the uh, couch <laughs> because <clears throat> I just wasn't, I wasn't sure where to put that, you know? I just wasn't sure. Oh, sorry, Kitty. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> Still doesn't mean I'm going to watch Neon Genesis again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that you've ever seen it. I don't know if I have or not. Yeah. I, I can't remember. There's a lot of things that have run together That's true. over yeah. the years because I just... Yeah, because you did watch Razathon. I think you actually finished Razathon. I did, and <clears throat> I wasn't quite sure what to... What to make of it? Yeah, I I just I think I'd need to watch it a couple of more times yeah. before I can make up my mind as to what what it is that I'm seeing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. But uh, yeah, there's there's lots of different things out there as far as anime, uh, depending on which Godzilla you get. I mean, in the '80s and '90s, I think they had some. They had one called Final Wars. And I think a lot of people took to just calling the series in the 80s and 90s Final Wars. And uh, there's a lot of Godzilla movies. There's a ton of anime and manga. Like like you said earlier, there's, there's lots of things out there. There's a lot of beautiful things. There's a lot of things that you just kind of go, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were smoking, but it's yeah. good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, you know. But <laughs> somebody committed this to paper. Yeah, somebody wrote it down, and it actually left their desk drawer yeah. and made it into a producer's hands. Just yeah. Published. Yeah. Then it got animated. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. 
which is which is it can be very interesting and also it can, can be yeah can scar you for life so yeah <laughs> you know do your research uh get a good get a good thumbnail sketch from somewhere and then weigh it against your own your own tolerances <laughs> yeah get weighed in slowly <laughs> but um but yeah always worth always worth a look a lot of good uh yeah a lot of good storytelling there i think that's pretty much our final thoughts on mm -hmm. this so um uh, that's <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for this episode and we appreciate you stopping by and sitting with us here on the couch and just couch surfing with us while we talk about things mm -hmm. We upload Mondays and Wednesdays of every week. Uh, this is our final show for the month of July. And we hope that you'll be back here in August to see what new and wonderful things we have. They may be wonderful. They may not be. But we're hoping to at least give you something interesting. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Michael Perry. I'm Heather Perry. This has been Couch and Coffee Table. Till next time, take it easy. Bye. Bye.